Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, and the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Robert. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Seems yeah. like it's been it's been a little bit of time, right? It has because we we last week even the show that we did was kind of a, a best of where we did stuff off of the radio, and so yeah. we, haven't, we haven't sat down and done a, a unique show here in in, in a little bit. Uh, but we've got some stuff to talk about today. Specifically, the quarterback was talking out at a camp that he was doing in Frisco this weekend. Uh, and, and he had a couple of interesting things to say, talking about the urgency to win, um, talking about the way that he's preparing for this season and maybe giving a little bit of pause for his health uh, when he talked about preparing for the season. Maybe not. Maybe it's nothing to, to concern yourself with, but it's something that we'll, uh, we'll at least kick around and get an idea of. Uh, the first thing that he had to say this weekend, he was out there talking about, hey, this, you know, this camp, this opportunity and reaching kids. And it was brought up to him the fact that this is going to be his age 30 season now. And 30 is, is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of these quarterbacks where your, your IQ, your football IQ, the amount of football you've seen, what you understand, and then your physical ability kind of blend together the best that they will. Uh, you know, if you're you're 35, maybe your physical attributes have slipped. If you're 25, maybe you haven't seen enough football to be fully prepared. And so he was asked to reflect a little bit on being 30 this season. He'll turn 30 out of training camp, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I've always felt older, I guess. So um, just being 30 doesn't necessarily bother me. But, yeah, knowing that I am the old guy going into year eight, seeing some of the young guys, uh, some of the rookies, just, just seeing, I guess, the difference in, in eight years or not. And, uh, yeah, it's fun, though. It really is. It's fun. It's challenging at times, making sure that I stay connected, stay uh, stay in the now, I guess what it, guess what you mean, and, and what's cool and what's not. And um, yeah, but this game is beautiful. That's the point is every time you get out here and you're in between the lines, it doesn't matter how old you are, you play this game like a kid. But as you get older, does it decrease your sense of urgency? A thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, a thousand percent. Not only that, just 
uh, injuries, understanding what I've been through throughout my career. And uh, yeah, understand that the time's not, you don't have forever to play this game. And uh, I'm blessed for each moment that I get, each opportunity on and off the field. And uh, just trying to take the most of it, but definitely with a sense of urgency. Dak mentions urgency three times there in that cut. And he's always wanted to win. He's always wanted to win now in the moment. But Brian, when you make a reference to urgency, that sounds like you have a keen awareness of the amount of time you have left. And I don't I don't think Dak Prescott is about to retire or anything else like that. Uh, but it sounds like he's at least getting a little more reflective and thinking to himself, hey, this is you've got to be a little bit more aware of of this ticking clock that exists here in the NFL. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot different, Bobby, than when he first came into the league. You know, in 2016, he mentioned his. You know, he's getting to be 30 years old. Uh, he's also mentioning his eighth season. Um, there clearly is a sense of urgency for him because I feel like that Dak Prescott is well aware of his responsibility as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. There's a sense of urgency not only for him, for Jerry Jones, for Stephen Jones. You know, this organization has gone a long time without having a run through the playoffs and then into a Super Bowl. And Dak realizes that he's the one right now that has the reins in order to try and get this team to a Super Bowl. He knows how important it is uh, for a lot of guys, you know, not only himself, but for a lot of guys that are maybe a little bit older than him. These are some really some good football teams that he's played for. He, you know, he's had been on some uh, division winning teams. He's been on teams that have been. Uh, into the divisional round of the playoffs. They just haven't been able to get over the hump and then find a way to get to the championship game and then into the Super Bowl. So, yes, uh, he understands that. He understands the the fan base here in Dallas is unique because of the time that they haven't had the success. And he knows that he's the one on his response. It's really his responsibility as a quarterback. And I'm not trying to put it all on Dak, I'm, but as a quarterback, you feel the responsibility of trying to get your team to that game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, his second season in the league, he got his team to a championship game. He got his team to a Super Bowl. You know, They were really a turnover away uh, from potentially winning a Super Bowl. There comes a point in time, think about the pressures that a guy like Dan Marino had. You know, Dan Marino's first year with the Miami Dolphins, 1984, they go to the Super Bowl. They never sniff again. They never yeah. get back. And so that's the pressure. You don't want to be the guy. And he he's seen he's seen what this fan base has done to Tony Romo and you know and others. Uh, Danny White, you know, he's seen, even though Danny White was on a Super Bowl winning team, he's seen what the starting quarterback, what happens when you don't win those Super Bowls or you don't get into championship games. And that's the competitor in him. But to me, there's not only, there's a sense of urgency of a lot of people in that organization. Yeah. He's just the one 
that happened to have the microphone in his face uh, to answer that question. Yeah, and you know, Dak is somebody who I know a lot of people think he's just a vanilla soundbite, and he is most of the time. That's usually very much on purpose. Uh, but he 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 picks his words very carefully. There's usually not a word out of place. So the fact that he says urgency three times, I, I think it's easy for some people to listen to it and say, ah, he's just throwing you another cliche. He's talking about a sense of urgency and everything else. It's like, no, I, I think that Dak is going to communicate exactly what he wants you to know. And the fact that he repeated that three times, I think, says that urgency is top of mind for him. And that's not a buzzword he's used very often. I guess here's... My, I'm, I'm going to paint a couple different scenarios for you. It's here for you, Brian. You tell me which one you think is the most likely. The discussion of urgency for Dak Prescott. Do you think that's urgency in terms of understanding the the finite amount of time you have here in the NFL? Is that urgency in terms of his time in Dallas specifically that he realizes I need to get this done if I want it to get done in Dallas, not necessarily for his career? urgency in the sense that he's reflecting the urgency of his head coach whose job might be on the line or maybe urgency in in reflecting the owner and general manager jerry jones who says i don't know how much time i have left yeah i just i mean in when we had that initial conversation bobby i i just didn't feel like that it was dak prescott with the sense of urgency i think mike mccarthy has a sense of urgency i think the jones family has a sense of urgency you know i i this is not one of these things. I don't think Dak Prescott has to wear the pressure of trying to get this team to the Super Bowl. I think the pre- I think this is one of those if you want to talk about it, it needs to be the dog sled. And, you know, if Dak Prescott's the lead dog in the sled, well, Mike McCarthy it might be the dog next to him and Jerry Jones might be the dog behind them and you know, they've got to figure this thing out. This this fan base, honestly, has had enough. I think they've been very patient for the most part. And there's those people that absolutely love this team with every bit of fiber in their body. And But it's getting to a point in time where you're getting very, uh, very weary of, Pointing the finger. Well, it's McCarthy. It's Prescott. It's Jones. You know, they all are feeling, you know, if there's not success, the one thing or maybe the two things that will change are the head coach and the quarterback. You know, the Jones family is going to own this team as long as, uh, you know, they have the opportunity to do that. And so that's not going to change. So the sense of urgency, and I do, like I said, I think there's a sense of urgency for Jerry Jones just because he's 80 years old. Yeah. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. He he saw his best friend several years ago, Al Davis, you know, in yeah, trying to build a championship team, trying to get back, trying to, you know. Yeah. And when, when you don't have that success – you're not guaranteed anything. And I think that Jerry, Dak, Mike, I think there's a lot of players and people in that organization feel that feel exactly what Dak Prescott is talking about right now. Because if another year goes by, Bobby, and we're sitting here and it's like, well, you know, 
McCarthy did this as the play caller and Dak did this as the quarterback and Jerry didn't get him enough players. You know, the two things that could change are the quarterback and the head coach. Yeah. Those are the things that that could change because you can't continually try to do things, even though people who follow the Cowboys for a long time believe that they've done the same thing over and over and over and over again with the same with the same uh, you know with the same bit of success that they get to a certain level and then things from that point on don't allow them to to enjoy the the benefits of a championship that they had in the early 90s. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I mean, look, the the way time flies, it it, it feels like Dak Prescott's been in the league for a couple of years. It seems like just yesterday, Tony Romo was the quarterback of this team. But when you think about the fact that by the time this season ends, we're getting really close to a decade of, of Dak right. Prescott being your starting quarterback that there's only so much that you can just say, hey, this is this wasn't right, this wasn't right, this wasn't right. It's very difficult to win a title, obviously. It's it's one team out of 32 every year, but you, you definitely need to see at least progress past what you've seen in the last 27 years. You need to get to an NFC title game in order to buy yourself more time to get a, to a title or, or, or whatever else, because it is a fan base that's getting pretty antsy. One of the interesting things he talked about uh, out there was Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, uh, your old co-worker. He had asked him about, hey, are you approaching things any differently this offseason in terms of your preparation, your diet, anything else? And that gave kind of an interesting answer that I'm curious for your thoughts on. I mean, I can't say necessarily, I mean, diet or workouts or anything like that. Um, no, I mean, just just trying to stay healthy, trying to stay on everything on top of the ankle, prehabbing a lot of things. Just, uh, as I said, trying to stay ahead of, of injuries and keeping my body in the right position, in the right place. And um, yeah, no, I mean, and having fun doing it. I mean, as we said, you get into year eight, you've got to find ways just to continue to make this fun and make this remember that it's a game as you're continuing to train and, and push yourself to get better. He talks about prehabbing and making sure he's on top of the ankle. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, they felt like, okay, I thought we were past the ankle. I thought this was something that we we weren't really talking about anymore. But the way Dak talks about it there, and, and I know we talked about it a little bit on 105 Through the Fan this morning, there were some people who texted into the station and said, I broke my ankle, I have screws, I have a, a metal bar in there, whatever else. And they all said, yeah, it it bugs you like for a while it's something that you deal with pain or uh in one instance a guy said he still plays hockey after breaking his ankle and it's been years and he has to prehab it in order to be able to play on it each time so uh, my question here for you brian is that when you hear dak talk about that do you think that they've maybe downplayed how much that has i guess altered the way that he prepares in an off season prepares in a game and everything else that this is something that we just got to deal with the reality of Dak's probably always going to have to space pay special attention to that ankle for the rest of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, I, I don't think there's any question. It's something that was a, it was a horrific injury that he suffered. You know, when you start talking about compound fractures and things like yeah. that, and then he got to the point where he was rehabbing 
and they had to go back in and do a second surgery on him, you know, because of how hard he's pushing himself. And, you know, Britt Brown is very mindful of all these players who have had knees and shoulders and backs and ankles like Dak Prescott has had. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he, you know, obviously he has to think about, did I lose flexibility in the ankle? You know, is it something, do I have to go in there and break up scar tissue? Do I have to, you know, what what's my flex, uh, flexion there? You know, can is there stuff they can do? Uh, is there treatment I can get to kind of get it stronger? And, you know, that that's an area that, uh, you know, I think psychologically it probably hurt him more than it did physically because all of a sudden now Jerry Jones and coaches are like going, listen, try not to run. Try not yep. to get outside the pocket. Try not to expose yourself to potential tackles and injuries. And I've always been one of these guys that have believed that when Dak Prescott is bloodied and muddied, he's one of the best players in the league because he he when he feels the game, when he feels the vibe of how it's being played, he responds. He adjusts his level of how he plays and. You know, that injury robbed him, I believe, of that total confidence of being able to like, okay, I'm going to go run. I know I saw a deal where, uh, and I forgot the gentleman who broke it down on Twitter, but they broke down the interceptions or one of the interceptions in the San Francisco game last year. And he was talking about that Dak could have taken off running and it would have been a collision and all this, that, and the other. You know, instead he stands, he makes the throw. It's a great read by the safety, you know. And But that's where you wonder about Dak, you know, where Dak, did, did this ankle injury rob him of that ability to play bloodied and muddied and all those things where when, he was, when he's on that mode, he is hard to stop. You know, and so psychologically, I think there's some things that they're dealing with. And I think, you know, the coaches, like I mentioned, the front office, Dak, we need you. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, and I, I think that's, I think that's, 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 that's hurt him the last couple of years. Some interesting comments from your quarterback, to be sure. Some stuff that we'll uh, be on the lookout for here in just about two weeks when we get out there to Oxnard. It's it's not far away at all. I'll tell you, Bobby, real quick. Another yeah. thing, remember when he got out to Oxnard uh, a couple years ago and they had the problem with the shoulder? You yep. know, he was dealing with the that the baseball injury, you know, yeah. that he was dealing with. And so, you know, there's things now that he, at 30 he has to think about. He has to think about – the ankle. He has to think about his shoulder or the lat or whatever he was dealing with because he is going to fight through a lot of things. But if these things start hindering him and his ability to do his job, there's where your sense of urgency comes in as well because he's thinking, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to, you know, he that's that weighs in his mind very, very deeply. Yeah, and I mean, you just the fact that when you hear him talking there about not just prehabbing the ankle, but he also talked about all the things you do just to prevent injury. You know, you make sure that you're in a position where you're not going to get hurt. I think that's something we, we've talked about that a lot. I think injuries have been on his mind a lot the last couple of years, not just because 
when he's dealing with them. I think there have been times where it feels like he's actively thinking about, I can't get hurt. I can't have, I got to be here for my team. And I think that's honestly been part of the issues when we see him make some puzzling decisions over the last two years where it looked like his game shifted, to be honest, is I think he just started feeling like I can't get hit. I don't know that I can trust my my health right now. And if my guys aren't blocking for me, I got to bail on a throw or I got to do something else. I do think that it's had an impact on him. And hopefully uh, we see that prehab, uh, you know, have a, a positive effect for him heading into this season. Bobby, can I, can I circle back real quick on something yeah. from the first the conversation about Dak? I On 105.3 The Fan, I feel like that Dak is capable of winning a Super Bowl. I really do. Yeah. I I don't know if it's this coaching staff, though. I, I, I'm saying it from an offensive perspective of things, just yep. because I don't know. You know, just because I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mentioned about changing out, like change out the coaches, change out the quarterback. Ownership doesn't change. You know, that's really the next thing. If they don't have success, it is going to be a coaching change. You know, it is going to be, can somebody else come in here and 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 put things together where Dak is capable or can win in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl? I, I think the last piece that changes if things really start to go south is the is Dak himself. I think it would be the coaches. Uh, you know, going then you think about the quarterback. Of course, I mentioned that the ownership is not going to change, but now it turns into if the offense doesn't work, if the, if there's just too much turnover, and I I honestly believe this. I know I get in trouble on our podcast a bunch, whether it's <laughs> Dak DNA or uh, or you know talking about Malik Hooker at safety, or you know I know. I do believe Dak can win a Super Bowl. I really do. The The problem he runs into, though, is he is going to need this offensive staff to help him get there. You know, the players, you know, we'll see. But this offensive staff has to help him get there. And that's the question. And, I, and the things that worry me about this group is that they don't figure it out fast enough. You know, all of a sudden you're halfway through and then McCarthy's like, well, maybe Brian Schottenheimer needs to call the plays, yeah. you know, and now we're in full, you know, scramble mode that way. Uh, but a lot of pressure on Dak, a lot of pressure on McCarthy, a lot of pressure on Jerry Jones in this front office. It is all over the place for the Cowboys as they yeah. head into 2020. Thanks for letting me circle back on that. I just no, no. It's, thought, it's all it's all valuable stuff, yeah. and these are these are the things we're going to be wondering as we step out there at training camp. These are the types of, type of questions that we're going to be asking as yeah. we head out there to Oxnard and and get a look at this team. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars, and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 